0: Welcome to Moxie Uncensored, where the conversations are fun but no details go untouched. Today, I am excited to welcome one of my closest friends to my very first episode. This is Moxie Uncensored. Please welcome the stunning and super talented Monroe Dion. <laughs> hey, Monroe. Hi. <laughs> this it's is take so number funny. five.
1: Sorry, it's funny. <laughs> <laughs>
0: how many times do you think we're gonna redo this
1: no we're gonna keep going let's
0: go okay okay all right I do want to start off um this podcast with something that's a little more serious so that we can get to the fun stuff
1: okay
0: um I hear that you are no longer a member of After Dark is that correct that's correct I'm no longer there (laughs) how do you feel about your departure
1: i feel great you know (laughs) that's like the only thing i can say really i don't feel any type of way you know i don't feel bad but i don't feel like i don't know it's just like i don't know how to explain it i could just say i feel more at ease that's the best way i can like phrase it Yeah.
0: well knowing you that um, do you think that your feelings now are completely different from how you felt in the beginning of joining After Dark? Oh yeah,
1: <laughs> most definitely, <laughs> absolutely. I think we talked about this before, that's the funny thing. That's why I keep laughing about it because I remember the conversation. But yeah, yeah, I feel much different now than I did before.
0: Do you think that after being in After Dark, you would think about being a part of another girl group maybe in the future? No. No. I'm gonna
1: shut <laughs> that down. I said it so quickly. That was great. No, that was- I don't want to do it anymore. I'm 22 now, Max. You know, I'm getting older, and it's like um. After a certain time, you just kind of outgrow things. Once you've done things so much, you just kind of like, ugh, whatever. You don't really care for it anymore, and that's me. Like if I do a group thing again, like a group effort, it's generally not going to be like a brand new group. It's going to be with people like that I've worked with before, and people I know who are like very creative and uh, serious about their craft. You know, things like that, but like a big giant group, five members and up. No,
0: absolutely not, never again. That seems like a lot of work. <laughs> it is. All right. And um, I have some more questions. Let me see. I have a whole notebook over here. Yeah. Um, the paper. <laughs> <laughs> I want it to be rep- prepared, you know? I don't want to like leave anything out. Yeah, I know. Um, is there any details you can give um, me and your fans about your departure? Like anything specific they might not know?
1: <laughs> um, no, not really. <laughs> um, I left because of creative differences, really. And when I say that, I fear that so many people it goes over in one ear and out the other it goes. that's over
0: because it's very sugar coated and <laughs> I would like to know what the real story was
1: it's just I was on a different level create, creatively is that a word
0: Creative, not, creatively
1: yeah I, I, you know I have I've broken English but yeah I feel like there were things that I wanted to be able to do as a creative person that I wouldn't be able to do like in the group you know and there's nothing wrong with that at all I feel like because when you're in a group you really have to make sacrifices and you how do all people know about sacrifices being made in a
0: group yes because so. I have made so many sacrifices exactly. to just be in a group. I have moved so many places
1: Exactly. Like, there are sacrifices that you have to make but not just like in re- relocating purposes and things but like as an artist as well like there's going to be sometimes things that you're not going to want to want to do because your opinion, you're not the only opinion that matters and a group is everyone's opinion that matters and I felt like when I was younger I did not mind you know doing certain things because I was younger but And you, once again, you of all people know this, I write based on personal experience. This is a good- I really do write on personal experience. Like everything I've been through, whether it's like my first crush, my first kiss, my first heartbreak, when I write music, that's where it comes from. I don't just pull it out of my ass and I'm just like, oh, I'm gonna write a song about this. Like, no, it's not that. So a lot of the music that I was writing, it was really, based off of like my personal experiences, but it's hard when I'm like, this is perfect, like this could be something, because as a big group, that and groups have been out for decades, you really want to stand out. You can't just pop out like, oh, I'm gonna release a song like this, but it sounds like every other record. So as a girl group, I was like, you know, I was excited because it seemed like we were gonna be able to dip into like different genres of music. But it's hard when you have to be sensitive on certain topics because it's like, well, I'm not comfortable doing this and I don't want to do that, which is fine. You know, you can't force people out of their comfort zone at all. But I'm saying like that was a moment when I really had to sit there and think like, okay, you write music based off of personal experience. A lot of the music and lyrics that you write are going to be. Not, not gonna be PG-13, I can definitely say that.
0: <laughs> um, yeah, I, I can see how it'd be very difficult for somebody that's already in their adulthood and they can't even write, sing, or even show things that showcase their personality at their age.
1: Yeah, and I'm not saying, like, they were like, oh no, you can't do that. No, no, well, no, it never was that. It was just as an adult there's certain things that I want to be able to do, but I, I don't want to go like in details because I don't want to like go out and reveal like the the work and things that were being worked on behind the scenes. But it's different when, I don't know. It's so hard to like explain it when you're having to be careful what you say because I don't want to reveal, you know. And I'll call yeah, uh, You don't, don't have to They, they probably still have an, action but yeah it was just really hard to be able to be like when you come from being like in such a creative mindset I'm gonna say it like this where you get to talk about and you get to sing and write about anything it is that you want to talk about because you know writing to me is like a form of therapy sometimes I will pull out a pen or paper and if I don't have a pen or paper I will get my cell phone and go straight to me notes and I'll write lyrics down even if it's not a full song I literally will write a lyric that pops in my head because just th- that's just you and your creative, you know, your creativity is reaching its peak. So it's hard when you're at your peak and you have like a brilliant idea, but then you're like, I can't do this. There's no point in me having to bring this to the group when I know half of the group is not gonna want to do it. You know, that's right. what it was like. A part when I was questioning whether I was meant to be in a group. I know a lot of people are like, well, yeah, 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 <poco> mm-hmm. like, you need sacrifices. You like, I took many sacrifices actually but it was very stressful like it wasn't just the like, creative differences that made the process stressful it was like a whole lot of stuff that was like super stressful but the yeah. creative differences was really the red the green light for me to just go like exit well
0: um i got to see um the live that after dark hosted today um they're talking about the pictures and the photographer and all that. Could you tell me what your own spirit experience was like during that photo shoot?
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, I hated it. <laughs> Everybody knows it, though. That's why I'm laughing. Because I say it every day. I hated it.
0: Yeah.
1: I everything about that whole trip. Like I didn't like anything that went down. I despised it. But it's not I despise it because of the girls. I despise it because everything was just so last minute. And you of all people know I am a perfectionist. I yes. like things organized. If one thing is off, it sits on my mind for so long. And still to this day, there's so many things that happen. And I still think about it. I'm not even in the group any longer. But I still think about it. That's how bad it is. Like, And I know people tell me all the time, well, you, you can't do that. Perfection doesn't exist. Yeah, but I'm going to get as close to it as much as possible. Exactly. So, because everything was so last minute. Mind you, I had been working at a terrible job. And um, putting in so many hours, many hours possible. So I was also very stressed out about that. And there were many times where I was just like, forget it. I'm not going to go on this trip. And then when the day came of the trip, the girls came to Alabama to get me early in the a.m. So I was going out for like two hours of sleep, mind you, because I was so nervous. I was nervous, but excited. I was so nervous the night before that I could not sleep. So when I finally did go to sleep, it was like six o'clock in the morning. And then I was right back up at like eight to get, hurry up, pack my bag and get do my head and get prepared for the girls to get there and like by nine o'clock Rose um, Celine and Celine's boyfriend John were in my front yard that's picking me up so I can go to Atlanta so my anxiety was like at its peak like um, on that from the day I got there until like the day after I left but it wasn't as bad as it was on oh, day one. But day two, when the shoot came, girl, it was terrible. It was the worst. I hated everything. I hated the makeup. I hated me hair. I hated the the outfit I because everything that everything went wrong. You know, like my hair wasn't even supposed to be the color that it was. My hair was supposed to be completely black, jet black, but my hair did not even arrive in time. So, that happened me never. So, I literally had to wing it and I had to grab the closest hat that I had, which was red. So, I had red hair. And then um, the dress that I bought, I bought like four different dresses. And then the main dress that I was going to wear for the photo shoot did not fit at all. It was tight at the top and then super big and loose at the bottom. Damn. Yeah, it was terrible. And girl, yeah, it was bad. And then, so I was stressed out about that um i was that was about the makeup artist because as a black girl you know you're picky on who does your hair and who does your makeup because not everybody knows how to do black hair and not everybody knows how to do black faces when it comes to makeup i want to be a black makeup artist someone who i know can work with you know something but i'm not great at doing my makeup like by itself i get a little foundation here that i can put lashes on but because the shoot was like a futuristic thing, that's what it was supposed to be. I was like, I'm gonna definitely have to go like, you know, and get some eyeliner. So I was like, you know what, forget it. I'll go and get, you know, my makeup done. I hated my makeup. I did not like my makeup at all. I did not like my hair. I did not like the dress, because the dress I wore was just an old dress that I already had in my closet. And then I had to go out and buy these expensive ass heels because all the other shoes were like grandma's shoes that were there. So yeah, so everything went completely wrong and it was so bad. I was uncomfortable and it was like a voice in the back of my brain at the photo shoot was telling me. I remember sitting on the bench that was there. Everybody was getting along, everybody was smiling and hyping one another up. And then I was just sitting on that bench by myself and the voice in the back of my head was like, go, leave, exit, just leave and don't look back. But I kept having to push it back. I'm like, you're here. Go. So I got out there. I did what I was supposed to do, you know. But I just remember blanking out during the photo shoot, really. And I just remember being in the backseat of the car and going to get food. And I remember I asked um, my bandmate, Celine, at the time, I asked her if she could help me with like, something that I had in the car to get to the Airbnb that I was staying in, because we had dropped Rosé off. So no one was at the Airbnb except for me. And I remember getting there and I grabbed everything. I didn't even let Celine come all the way inside. I just grabbed what I had and I was like, thank you. As soon as the door closed, I went upstairs to my room and I cried. And I was just sitting there eating my bugger. I had a bugger from the cookout. <laughs> <laughs> I was crying, bro. I mean, my, I was crying as I was eating my bugger. And then I just remember after I finished eating, I went to the shower. I cried in the shower. I got out the shower. I climbed in bed and I went to sleep. And then I just remember waking up early that next morning and I was like, I'm ready to go. Like my bags are packed. I had my clothes out, I was ready to go. So that's just how bad that whole experience was.
0: And the audacity of them not to have good heels. Like we all know that Monroe does not wear three inch heels.
1: Yeah, that's the thing. Like they had, and also when you're on a budget it's really hard because I was mm-hmm. like on a strict budget. My phone was even off. I didn't pay my phone until I got back home because I was like, well, I have a photo shoot. I need to, you know, I need to have money because you're in another state. I have to have money just in case. So I did have money left over. I had bought my phone card and everything like that beforehand, but because I had to purchase it online because I had to buy me a new SIM card, it didn't arrive on time either. So my phone did not even get turned completely on. Until I got home. The day after I got back from the trip, girl, my hair was here. My phone card was here. Like, everything was perfect. And I felt so at ease just being back in my state. Because that was just so hectic and stressful. And the experience was just so much for me. But I feel like that was, like, the beginning of the moment where I really started. Before that moment, I didn't really side-eye my, my, um... I didn't really second guess my point for being in the group then. But it was after that trip was when the second guessing begun. It was when the moment I was like, I don't know if this is like the right fit for me. Because that whole thing was a red flag. <laughs> it was. But I'm not saying that the girls are at fault. I want to correct that right now. I'm not saying that any of them are at <laughs> I want to clarify that none of the members that are in the group right now are at fault for any of that. They did what they could with what little we had.
0: So, yeah, there's no hate towards any members. It's all over circumstance, chance, and luck. You don't ever know what you're supposed to expect.
1: Exactly. Just not it, it never- would have been much different, but <laughs> <laughs> and, that, and that's what I have to like put in my head like you know if this is you doing this you know it wouldn't go that way but you can't be selfish to think about yourself you have to think about everybody else because you're a team it's not just you and your own team is you are a part of this team so I'm trying to like be a good uh, you know I'm trying my hardest to be happy and smile like yeah it looks good but in the back of my mind I'm like this shit here is the worst thing and <laughs> the history of both things, and that voice in my mind was like, "Get your shit and get the hell out!"
0: Like, <laughs> I was ready to go
1: at that point. But,
0: Somebody uh, make that a meme.
1: <laughs> get get your shit and get out. No, that's like literally. Everybody was at the, the backdrop taking a group shots, and that voice in my head was like, "Go, get your shit and go, take those clothes <laughs> off and run." But yeah, just. Yeah, it was bad. I, I just despised that whole full thing. So yeah. Oh, nice to meet everybody though. So.
0: Well, <laughs> uh, now that we have, <laughs> um, now that we know a little bit more about your departure and like the, the photos and the, the troubles and struggles behind the photos. Um, let's get to know a little bit about Monroe because, um, you are now a solo artist, right? So let's get to know Monroe. (laughs) I I wanted, I wanted to ask you, because there is a big difference between role models and inspirations, you know, role models are people that you want to be like, and inspirations are people that inspire you to do different things. So... Um, who are your role models?
1: Beyonce, Michael Jackson, <laughs> um, Marilyn Monroe. I love Marilyn Monroe. But the thing about Marilyn Monroe, what I loved about her, because I don't want nobody to be like, oh, she got her last name for that. No, I got my last my name from President James Monroe. But I like Marilyn Monroe because I like how much of a boss she was. So I'm gonna say that's who inspires me. She was a a boss when it came down to like being a woman and being in an era where women, you know, where they went through some things and just, you know, she died still dealing with the constant pressure of being in the industry and stuff. But like the fact that when she was alive, she kept going, she kept pushing, she made a name for herself, despite like her very troubling upbringing that's what inspires me. But I'll say my role models are like Beyonce and Michael Jackson. From their work ethic to just pretty much everything about them as artists. I'll say that.
0: But yeah. <laughs> well, with that, you know, with your inspirations being, well, Marilyn Monroe was a really strong person because she, um, she showed a lot of girls that you could still be successful in be whatever you know. what I'm saying, like, exactly. it doesn't matter what you look like, it doesn't matter how you talk, or you know what you like, what you don't like. You can still be successful if you want to.
1: Yes, and you can be sexy and everything, and you can still be that girl. Like, I like some- that bitch. Yeah, you know, some people feel like a woman can't be sexy. She's being sexy. She's selling stuff out. She's showing her body out to please men. Like, maybe I want to be sexy because I find myself sexy, not because I want to please a damn mind. So that's right. what I liked about her. Because she wore, despite the body shaming, the, well, not body shaming, but the slut shaming that pr- were most likely thrown her way back in those days. Because you got to think back in those days when she was coming up, it was a bit conservative, you know, compared to nowadays. So she still had a smile on her face and she still did what it was that she wanted to do. She walked all of the finest clothes and accessories. She had a persona. And it's funny
0: because i have a person <laughs> wait a what
1: a person it's like a version. you mean
0: persona
1: yeah you know i got broken english
0: <laughs> <laughs> a persona i have never heard anybody ever say no. it like that I know, I have broken... It's so I, terrible. I, I, I you I'm just amazed. Like, I've never heard anybody say it like...
1: <laughs> yes, I, I remember when I was... Uh, a few years ago, I used to call Greek mythology Greek mythology. Yeah. Like, I have a terrible <laughs> broken English. And it was so bad at one point that I remember... Being somewhere and I remember somebody I'm not going to say their name but somebody was like are you sure you American is English <laughs> because, because I be sounding but in my head I'm saying it correctly but when it's time to like spit the word out it comes out completely differently and I don't know what it is I, I, I have no clue what it is but I don't care it's been years now 22 years and if I say it wrong people know what I mean i have broken english
0: that's that well guys apparently monroe has a persona just like marilyn monroe no, but, well
1: many artists have that though like not just her you don't
0: know. like i can be we happy. watched the um beyonce documentary we did and i think it was a documentary it was like a movie that you showed me about beyonce and it was just talking about her life and there was a lot a lot of similarities between your life and hers not just because she's beyonce and you're obviously super popular but I'm not, it's more I, so it's uh, more so and I, and I it,
1: but no i don't remember this i don't remember us watching the new edition stories
0: together <laughs> and we then, watched a lot of stuff you were literally were like my teacher in all things hip-hop pop and r&b like you were trying to Show me that there was more to music than just like the songs. Like you gotta get to know the people behind the songs and
1: really this but that makes me feel so good. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, mom I didn't know that. Seriously, that's news to me. Like this is my very I do not remember.
0: What are you talking about?
1: Like this whole thing you're talking about. Like the show.
0: you just showed me different documentaries and you were like trying to teach me about different um groups and like that's the thing I,
1: that. I just remember watching the new edition story with you and i only wanted to see it because i wanted to see my part but i remember you were sitting on that couch over there with me and you was like i like this song it was can you stand the rain can you stand <laughs> the
0: rain you was like
1: wait yeah. i like this and you were just sitting on the couch shaking
0: your head and i was like yeah girl <laughs> those are my boys yeah that was fun I, I totally miss like being roommates I know we used to have some great times we can distract it but
1: <laughs>
0: bro our remixes
1: oh god
0: <laughs> I will never show those publicly but those are some gems
1: um we kind of showed them publicly well, they were all on snapchat we just have but, they, but I'm, a, I'm
0: talking about like publicly publicly girl
1: game okay. because I was going to say you know I think people were swiping up though when we posted it on our snapchats a
0: bit yeah people are like what the hell
1: because we remixed <laughs> it like, all time and it was like <laughs> it was like take me
0: I down your hotel room and stick it in, it in my, my bottle <laughs>
1: And nobody wait,
0: wait, nobody, wait, wait, nobody wait. tell me nothing. I like it in my <laughs> <booty>. <laughs> I can't believe it, bro. That was the that first was one we did. It was like
1: uh something, on the side uh rocking on the flat or put it in my though. yeah. I think it's cool, but baby, don't forget the loop. <laughs> and then you were like
0: la 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 la. <laughs> la 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 la. i know you might not agree but do it for me baby <laughs> yeah <laughs>
1: Oh. and if we were supposed to, we, we used to tell people we're in writing camps those are the writing camps
0: that we were, we were in <laughs> those are literally the writing camps no we would actually take it serious in the beginning but then we'd be like bro we should do a remix.
1: <laughs> yeah, I remember was- when you freestyle rap to that beat, uh, walked in. I still had the video when you were no. like...
0: No! No, no, no,
1: no, <laughs> no! Like, I won't say it, I won't say it, but yeah, I
0: still have <laughs> Don't you dare, if you ever, don't ever post that. No, I don't post it, but my boyfriend saw it. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> wow. Oh, my reputation's ruined. No,
1: it's not. My only one person has seen it. You're saying. Your boyfriend? He's not going to tell nobody.
0: Okay, girl, let's get back to the questions. Exactly. I
1: was just about to get you that.
0: <laughs> okay. Um. This might be a really deep question.
1: Oh, God.
0: Okay. What is something you used to think was weak but empowered you instead? Oh, I'm
1: going to tell you this crying.
0: Crying, right? yeah.
1: oh, do I tell me. me. I used to like force myself not to cry, and I used to like bubble my emotions in until I would just explode. But that's when I was younger, it used to get to the point where I would refuse, even if I was watching like a super sad movie, for example, The Notebook, I would not want to cry in front of anybody. I would be over there trying to thug it out through those tears, and they'd be like, What's wrong with me? But like, now that I'm older. I think crying is just so empowering i feel like it's normal to cry because sometimes that's life for you like sometimes you're gonna get so frustrated so fed up so exhausted so tired that crying is what you're gonna you know it's like to me crying is a form of therapy i'm gonna just say it like it is i don't care how wet my face is how runny my nose gets how much my head hurts from crying to the point where my eyes and face swell up it's just a form of therapy. Once I finish crying, I feel like I've let a lot off of my chest. Because like I, said, I have a habit of putting so many of my emotions in and just keeping them in that one spot instead of just like speaking on it, you know. But I don't do that anymore, which is a good thing. Like if something is wrong, I'll call someone, you know, whether it's you. If I have a mental breakdown, I'm going to text you or... somebody's gonna know I don't hold it in so yeah I'll say crying is the answer to that
0: yeah I can see how it could empower you as well because I think it used to be a thing where it was taught to be a weakness where if you cried you're weak and you're immature but to me I think crying is just letting out all that hurt like all that pain without having to do anything reckless or stupid exactly so but, um, your continuing theme throughout your, like, um, music career has always been royalty, right? Uh-uh. <laughs> what do you mean, Mm-mm"?
1: I didn't want to be royalty. Like, it just stuck. <laughs> but I appreciate it. I'm gonna say it like that. But yeah, I view myself as royalty, but not in a cocky way. I just... I'm confident, I want to be myself as a queen. I feel, I want to empower, you know, things like that. I'ma say it like that. So yeah, I guess you can say. I won't say it's been my thing though. It's just something that one person told me and I liked the idea of that when I was younger. And then when more people started supporting, they kind of jumped onto it, and it's just stuck.
0: so yeah speaking of like somebody told you what was the story behind that like how did royalty come to be um it was back (laughs)
1: another instagram account and um this was when I was super freaking young and I was this little girl who actually had that instagram account and see I posted a picture I cannot remember the picture for the love of God but I just remember posting the picture and I remember her DMing me And she told me that I reminded her of a Disney princess. And yeah, it it was happy to see something like that though, because I I don't know. I knew, I don't know. It's like, I'm a little girl at that time. I wasn't an adult at all. I'm young. So being young and then hearing somebody else, kind of another girl who's younger than you on top of that coming in and be like, you're so beautiful. I love the way you are. Don't change. You remind me of a Disney princess. That kind of, I don't know. It just kind of makes you wanna continue on. I feel like that was an eye-opener for me. More like, dang, you you, you just posting like little videos of you singing a little song on Instagram or posting a little picture. And these people out here are like supporting you. They root for you. People that have never met you a day in your life. To the point where they're viewing you as... Because when I was a child, I looked up to Disney princesses. I'm not going to sit here and lie. I love Tiana. Um, I found Rapunzel to be that girl. You know? So, it's like... When you get told stuff like that, you're like, dang. That's deep. I don't know... I can't remember what year this was, though. But, yeah. That's what... That was like the beginning, I'll say, of the whole royalty thing. She used to call me a princess all the time. So, at that, I referred to myself as like a princess sometimes. And then when I turned like 16 or 18, for years, people just continued to like call me that. And then I was like, I don't know if it was 16 or 18. I think it was when I was 18, though. When I came of age and I became an adult, they went from calling me a princess to a queen. It went from like, oh her royal highness to her majesty and i love i was like wow shout out to y'all
0: <laughs> all right well you know with that whole thing we just talked about do, what do you think you share with the concept of royalty like what do you think you have that's but well, what do you think you've been through or any um principles that have happened to you do you think would be the same as like royalty
1: Girl, I don't know.
0: I'm gonna be completely honest with you. I have an no uncle <laughs> I don't know.
1: I don't know. Like, I genuinely do not know. But I, that's a hard question. Maybe like that's a question that you can ask other people about me because maybe they see something about me that I don't see. But me personally, I really can't say. <laughs> what the hell? I just I don't know. Maybe it's because I'm so helpful. You know, I'm always trying to help people out regardless of, like, what's going on. If I got it, I'm going to make sure, you know, everyone's safe. I enjoy charity. So, maybe they feel like, you know, because I'm such a charitable person, like, is this girl a princess? Is she an angel sent from heaven? I don't know.
0: (laughs) I don't know what it is.
1: But, yeah. That's my answer. I don't know.
0: All right, well... Um, I don't have any more questions about those sorts of things, but I did find out this past weekend that Betty White died, literally the day before the new year started. (laughs) Yeah,
1: I think everybody knew that.
0: Well, I found out this weekend and people (laughs) were talking about it, but I honestly thought I was being pranked or something. Like people were just pretending like it was true. Like it was an ongoing joke. But then I actually saw it, like, started popping up, popping up everywhere, and it was just like, rip Betty White. So- rip
1: Betty White? Why would they rip her? What did she what? do? <laughs> that was just, I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> you put me off guard. Right <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> no, but seriously though, rip Betty White, because she was America's grandma.
1: Rest in peace, Betty.
0: And she was a good woman though, that's why her
1: life was so long. You know, good people live a long time. I don't know. That's why I think I'm gonna try to be bad as hell. Cause the bad people, they still be alive and the good people die so soon. (laughs) You know? (laughs) Like all the people that need to be six feet underground who be out here doing terrible shit, they live long lives. And then you got people who are just good people overall who are just dead. you laughing,
0: bro. I've been seeing all these um videos on TikTok about it being the villain era for a lot of people, and I honestly can believe that.
1: I don't know. I'm speaking of villains, (laughs) I am one. I
0: play.
1: (laughs) 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 Um, Zoe Morningstar. She's a villain out of this So I feel like I'm in my villain era because of that. Because, like, I'm embodying that character. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Like, I'm not on a killing spree of shit like that. I don't know. I ain't that deep now. But, like, the sassiness that character has, it's like... It takes over me sometimes. And it's funny because I think... There was a time where, I don't know if I was talking to Jose, I was talking to Simone. It was one of the two, though, and I mentioned, I was like, um, I was going off about something, and I was like, wow, I sound like Zoe right there, because I did. So, hey, maybe they right. Maybe I am my villain, you
0: never know. Watch out, bitches. Uh, for those of those people that don't know who Zoe is, if you want to explain who you're talking about, Zoe is a fictional
1: character, and the little Series, which is a book series that follows three sisters who are who basically create superhumans on Earth and turn the world into the devil's playground. The series also features the Seven Deadly Sins, who are cool. Seven Deadly Sins and Wicked Guys coming soon. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Already all written by my very talented and stunning friend, Monroe Dion. So go to her page and click on all the links and give her all the views that she needs.
1: Yeah, do that. Just that right now. Sure. <laughs> go ahead and follow me on Instagram, area, Dion. Twitter, Sam at name. Don't ask my Snapchat because you won't get it. Um. <laughs> do, I, do, do I have a website? No. Not yet. I did though, but make sure you are following my clothing line, Tilaria by Row on Instagram. I don't know what those clothes are dropping, but they're gonna drop one day. Just like my man's balls. But anyway. Um
0: <laughs> speaking of balls, um, uh-huh. I really wanted to talk about new and innovative sex toys that we've newly discovered.
1: Oh my goodness. <laughs>
0: And Ro was talking to me the other day about this really... She was talking to me the other day about this new sex toy that everybody keeps raving about. Um, and I don't know too much about it, but all I know from what she's told me is it's like a flower shape, like a rose-shaped <laughs> toy. But Ro, please... Um, Please elaborate because you know more about this than I do.
1: I mean mods, girl. (laughs) Go ahead. Basically, it is a toy (laughs) that's in the shape of a rose and you put it on your vagina and it brings you great pleasure. (laughs) I did you have to (laughs) say That's the only way I can explain I don't know, I haven't used the sucker.
0: She hasn't used it, but um, uh, I guess it's on her list. Um, yeah. I haven't discovered anything new. I just, <laughs> to, I just wanted to expose Rose so that y'all know that she is as equally dirty-minded as she is super ambitious. no
1: you just wanted
0: to throw me out there. <laughs> I really did.
1: <laughs> Speaking of dirty minds, since we are on that topic. Moxie
0: got her shit clapped. Nah, nah, nah. <laughs> don't don't be saying that. No, I did not. What are you talking about? <laughs> you can expose somebody that doesn't have anything to. Have I want to go in detail. Stop. <laughs> no, but um. <clears throat> All right, um, that was very rude. No, it was not. Yeah, you know, oh, the rest of the Chandler, podcast,
1: I'm one more I'm plug.
0: like Monroe for the rest of the podcast.
1: Another plug. This is going to be the very last one, though. Oh, go ahead. I don't care. You weren't expecting me to do this, but I'm going to do it anyway. Hmm. <laughs> about Mox and I have a very super exciting project that we are working on, which is a freaking filming company, that we are busting our butts off for, by the way. And we're not gonna tell you guys what we plan on releasing under there, but just know some stuff is coming soon. <clears throat>
0: there you go. From from practicing our acting in the middle of the living room around a island couch, to possibly your screens at home while you Act around your couches. Yeah. <coughs> Anyways, I didn't think she was gonna do that, so I was very caught off guard. I don't know what the fuck to say now. to mm-hmm. get That's good. We just—this was last minute too. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's why I we said. Just started. We just started it today, but I'm really hopeful for it because we're actually passionate about this.
1: The thing, the thing is, this thing has actually been in the works for years though. You know, I think we had like many ideas and everything for like when we were rooming. Well, yeah,
0: we used to write movies and movie scripts and like fucking act this shit out just to figure it out.
1: Yeah, but see now we're going to actually put our money where our mouth is and we're going to like actually distribute and reach out and things like that,
0: we're going to take it very serious. So Wait, those- so do you think that opposites attract can see the light?
1: Wasn't that the, the spy movie, like the mafia? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we need to talk about that. Let's get off of here. Let's text.
0: <laughs> <I> like- <laughs> All right. Well, um, <laughs> Ro, it was very nice to have you on my very first episode of Moxie Uncensored. Yeah. I was on to. what is this this is actually very kind of awkward but it's the first episode so i have an excuse
1: it's not that i think you did pretty well i feel like once we get to um take it to the next step and do the in-person things it'll be so much easier it will you know get video instead of just audio but i'm very proud of you though and um you know i'm in your corner supporting you no matter what just because I'm not always there. I am always behind the fucking scenes, darling. Whether I'm staying up late at night trying to get stuff together for you or whatnot, I'm doing something. So, yeah.
0: Well, is there anything you'd like to say to your fans before you hop off here? No.
1: (laughs) I'm sorry. I was just playing. (laughs) Thank you for all your support. I really just... Even though y'all are probably sick and tired of me with my private ways, I really do appreciate like all the support. I do, I do, I do. And I am going to try my very hardest to get something out there for y'all. But y'all know how I am. When I don't like something, I will scrap that entire thing. But I'm going to get out of that and I'm going to give you people what you deserve, which is exactly why keep your eyes peeled for post-production, a company brought to you by Monroe Young. And
0: moxie hooksie. <laughs> all right. I hope you liked the podcast. <laughs> I did. It was fun. This cat, I'm sorry, my cat's like all over. Okay. Well, we're going to end it here. Um, I hope to see Thanks. y'all on episode two.
1: Bye. Thanks for having Bye.
0: me. All right. Good night.